say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This week on Absolutely Danielle, welcome my guest, Freddie Smith. We originally met in Washington and we're going to talk about our connection, instant connection, how old Freddie was when we met and how it was it came to be that he was being bullied as a perception of a character um, and what his character meant to the gay community as a heterosexual man and the nine year story and journey. And I'm, I'm just real excited to share um, my friendship and our connection with all of you who are loyal listeners and subscribers to Absolutely Danielle. I'm going to keep bringing it to you every week. And today is, you know, I'm not skimping on anything. I'm pulling out all the stops. Um, Freddie's one of the most wonderful people that you'd want to meet. And I'm honored to call him my friend. And all these years later, over a decade later, still being able to come on one another's platforms and share. And I want you all to pay close attention to how motivated this young man is and how focused this young man is on what it is he's going to do in the next 10 years and how he's carving that out. And for all of you to be able to see every platform, the one thing that you're going to take away from this that that I've learned to mirror and I'm going to try to mirror is you can really bring everything right to your audience rather than making them come to you. And I'm going to try to do that using his advice. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Freddie Smith. It's been a while since we've seen each other, right, Freddie? Yeah, uh, we were trying to figure out what date that actually was, but it's probably been anywhere from eight to 10 years and time's just flying. But yeah, we met in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and it was, um, there was really something that weekend that we were there. I felt like it went pretty fast, but we were all a part of something that has blown up to be even larger now, and that is the anti-bullying um campaigns that are going on and to stop bullying basically in its tracks. And I remember, um, you know, I was being bullied for a perception and you were bullied as well for a perception from a character that you had portrayed an openly gay character on, um, was that days, days of our lives? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. One of the storylines, they really dove into, uh, bullying and, um, and, you know, really use that platform to share uh, the story of, of, of Sonny being bullied for his sexual orientation. And uh, it went over very well. You know, it was well written and uh, people seemed to respond well to it. So I'm glad I got to step into those shoes and, and tell that story. And how did that feel in your real life? How did that um, translate for your real life? I mean, you were in a uh, relationship with and you're a heterosexual um, 
And did any of that spill over? Was there any confusion from the character translating into your real life or not? Well, interestingly enough, um, you know, uh, to kind of give you like a, maybe a little lengthier part of this story, if, you, if you're interested. Oh, um, I am. Yeah. So, you know, j- be- playing uh, Sonny Kiriakis on Days of Our Lives, being the first openly gay contract player, um, I, this was back in 2011. And I was still a young kid. I was 23 years old um, at the time. And when you're trying to make it in Hollywood, your first, your first thought isn't to be selfless. It's almost a little selfish where I was just excited to be able to work on a TV show. And after all these auditions and everything going on now, my manager well, at the time, and- time too, Freddie, let's be fair. You know, I, I'm a part of that world as well. You don't get anything by just walking into it. So you did the work, you know, in all fairness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I was very excited, but, you know, playing the character, I was definitely reminded in my representation at the time was sharing, you know, this is a very uh, important role to play. And um, I kind of was educating myself as I was stepping into the shoes of this character, because where I grew up in a very small town, there was people weren't homophobic per se, but I did grow up in the nineties and the homophobic slur of the F word and you know, people saying that's so gay was very common. Yeah, um, I, I know and, I feel you on that, and it still is, unfortunately. But um, it's interesting because you were, were more in a rural area, am I to imagine, or just a little bit? Yeah, removed? yeah, yeah. I grew up in a small town there, but it, there it wasn't much hate. It was more just a little ignorance, and kind of in the '90s, I think across many states and cities, maybe in the big cities, there was a little more progression there. But um, it wasn't hateful. I just, I just don't think people really were educated, including myself. And when I moved out to Los Angeles, it was a huge culture shock in many different aspects for me. Um, I mean, you've, you've traveled all over the place. I mean, you oh, can't yeah. – there, there, I feel like more people are, are openly gay in Los Angeles than straight. The more you're in the industry, you're just like, is anyone straight? Yeah, um, exactly. That's the bigger question. And you know what? Because I feel Los Angeles is anything goes. Nobody really cares. It's transitional everyone there kind of comes from something else or a different walk of life. And I believe that it's to its benefit because it leaves people to be more creatively themselves. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You, you really, and, and now that I, I was there for almost 15 years and when I moved out, you know, three weeks after high school, um, I spent my first Halloween in West Hollywood. So you can imagine I was really introduced to the LGBT community. LGBTQ community and their their beauty and how awesome and fun everyone is. And Isn't that amazing how really like truly awesome they are. Like they just bring so much color and 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 I I just feel like I'm awake and alive and I'm I'm true I'm my true self when I'm a part of that community, which I am technically because I'm bisexual and I've been open bisexual, openly bisexual for the most the most of my life but to be a part of that movement before it became truly acceptable as to now finding places where nobody judges you for anything that's going on in your life they just they just want to be accepting because all of us come from something and all of us have something going on and 
it's just that stuff that accumulates and gets in our way. But when I'm a part of the community, even for pride or for any reason whatsoever, I feel like I'm prettier, I'm smarter, and I feel better about myself. And I'm just to be unconditionally, that's the word I was looking for, except oh, yeah. is it's priceless. No? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- there's there's a that's one of the beautiful things about Los Angeles, you know, is 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 the opportunity and for people to be who they want to be and be creative and you know, there's a lot of love and there's a lot of diversity. And I'm really happy that I grew up, you know, from 18 to I just left a little while ago. Um but from 18 to 32 and I'm really happy that was my home and um you know, as I as I um, book this role with with um, with Days of Our Lives, and I and I started playing this character. Just by being this character, um, just taught me so much. And and you you'll you'll remember, you know, in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, there wasn't much representation for the LGBTQ community on no, television. No, not at all. I was actually marching in Pride those years, and I was the only one in the Bravo franchise that was. And I would go all eight to 11 miles and I went to three different prides in the same year because there was just such a calling for me. People were reaching out to me because I spoke up on camera during the show when one of the castmates' husbands, you know, stupidly said for the third or fourth time something to offend me and he used that F word. And then he said to my dance partner, you look so you know, gay. And I go, that's just, that's, that's a fucking off. I, I, you can't talk like that about people. You just can't, not yeah. in my presence. I'll give you a couple of, you know, timeouts for that. But I got taken to task by the cast, but, and by New Jersey in general. But when I came to LA weeks after that aired, there was like parades for me, you know, <laughs> like people yeah. were wanting me to use my voice in my platform. And I did, I did the, you know, the lesbian lullaby. I did, I went as loud as I could get to be in support of a community that supported me when I needed someplace to go as a, as a young, as a young, I was a young adult. I wasn't even at the time, but I was always accepted. And I feel that even if I weren't bisexual, I would, always be at more at home in the gay community than anywhere else. And to know LA has always had that niche and that little jump on us, it sometimes makes me wonder why I didn't head there sooner. You know? Um, yeah. So I do, I do understand what you're saying and how, how they were not supported and how much of a cry there was for it until people started to think it was kind of cute and fun to have, you know, gay friends or gay husbands. And I would, I started to get a little angry about that, to be honest with you. And it was probably in the late, maybe 2016, 17 and 18, all of a sudden people were assigning themselves to gay men that like, they were doing them a favor because they were on TV. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. Don't use my people that way. You know, they're just fun and fun loving and they think you really like them. Don't hurt them, you know, because there's enough pain for all of us to go around. So I do, I do think that you hit the nail on the head when you say there wasn't a presence or support for it. Yeah. There, there, there really wasn't. And that was kind of our goal um, moving through this storyline is how do how do we tell a tasteful, true love story on television between two men? And they had my character kind of be the anchor because I was I appeared on the show already out, already proud. And then my best friend um, 
on the show came out of the closet, told that beautiful story, and then we ended up falling in love. And then we ended up becoming a, an amazing power couple on the show for nine years. Wow. And we, and then that's when it really started to hit me. Like as soon as the story started picking up in 2011, 2012, and seeing how our story was impacting people who were watching it. And these are my two favorite, and I've had a million, but these are my two favorite stories that I heard. Um, there was this young man who came out to his grandmother because they watched days of our lives together. And he oh. came out to her by saying, Hey grandma, I want you to know that I'm just like Sonny. Oh my God. And beautiful. It, it was so, so touching. And then recently this was cause I heard so many coming out stories and I, and I'm, I actually have goosebumps right now just thinking about these again. Um, but the, the, the a, a person just told me this about two years ago, this woman that um, she said because of watching our love story, she now understands the love between um, two men. And it's something she didn't understand her whole life. But after following our journey for nine years, if her son or grandson or someone she knew ever came out, she would understand now. Oh, Freddie, that feels amazing. I mean, to just know that you were a part of this and you're, and you're my friend, but you were a part of this from the beginning. And this part, I really didn't know in detail, even though we sat those nights after we would go give our speeches and um, in front of the, you know, the senators and over by the, the state of the union, wherever we were, we would just sit down and we were talking clearly about some of these issues. And I believe it was, Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. It was, the, you were just a young man. And here yeah. I am, a mother. I had my kids at home. My kids are now 22 and 20, will be 27, December 4th. So it was a long time ago. And and I remember thinking, I wonder what's going to come of this. You know how you think that way when you meet people and you have this instant connection and you enjoy talking to them and, you know, age doesn't make a difference. You're, you're an old soul. You have a lot of wisdom to give. And, and I felt attached to that. The fact that you were not uh, a young 20 year old sitting in front of me, you were somebody I could learn from as well as you were going to be trailblazing for the community that I feel so endeared to. And so yeah, well, thank you. I'm really happy that you've been able to benefit from it and you're very welcome. No, thank you because I've been out here for a while doing this and thinking, you know, why aren't more people enjoying what they could do by using their platform to tell a true story, to make it just beautiful so people can understand, so more people can change their minds. That's what a part of our platform as artists can bring to people. We can bring them a solution because they are watching on the edges of their seats, you know, at all moments. And um, yeah, I'm proud I, of you. I truly am. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. And, and, and I think another lesson that I learned through the whole experience um, is, is by you know, telling an inspirational story or living an inspirational life is how I think you really impact people. 
And I, and I think in today's world, there's so many people who are um, just super passionate about the way they feel or their views or their ideologies. And I think that if you get too aggressive with others, that's not a way that's going to allow them to learn and change. I think people living an inspirational life, telling inspirational stories, sharing inspirational stories is what's going to allow people to absorb that that information and change their mind for the better if they've got some old ideas, you know, such as um, homophobia, uh, for, the, for an example. And that's what I love about Days is that they told these stories and people watched it. And, and it changed so many people's hearts. So I think Hollywood has done a good job of telling stories. Um, I think nowadays with the new media, with YouTube, with Facebook, with podcasting, every story can be told, every story can be heard, and we have the power. So there's no one gatekeeping us anymore. So any story we find inspirational that we want to share, I love that we can hook up a microphone like we are now like, and share yeah, with yeah. the world. That's and the way I feel. I feel like no matter what you have to say, you can do it um, and you can bring your viewers, your audience, your listeners anywhere you want. And it took me a while to be comfortable with this platform. And it wasn't until I think we're on our 15th, 16 episodes ago. It was it was a few months ago when I finally just ripped off the Band-Aid. I wanted to go video streaming and all that stuff. And I'm like, what is more important right now is to just connect with the people that have been wanting me to connect with them for so many years of this, this ride that I'm on. And it's been moving and riveting. It's helped people um, in so many ways. When I receive letters such as you, as you do, I, I moved like to my core. I sometimes read them more than one time before I can actually just put a smile on my face. Sometimes, you know, you get those hate mail and you get the messages that are not so nice and you want to get rid of them because you don't need to see that, you know, but then you get a really beautiful message out of nowhere and it's touched somebody. That means everything to me. I'll risk it all to help one person, you know, and um, come a long way with these podcasts. And I really do think that it's like the new way of making shows. It should be anyway. I mean, digital content should be the only way that we're really approaching the next year, the 2021 should be all digital if I had my say, but um, I'm sure sure that you have more experience at this than I do, but um, you did recently start a podcast or was it a while ago with your fiance, correct? And by the way, congratulations. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. We, uh, we started one back in, uh, April of 2018. And, um, we were kind of doing it maybe once a week, uh, once a month, sometimes we weren't as, as consistent, but then in the past, you know, 14 months, we've gotten very serious about it and we've put out a lot of episodes and we kind of found our rhythm and it's my favorite platform because I feel when, you know, blogging came out, um, though I can write, I don't enjoy, um, where I could continue to blog. Um, and then Instagram, like I like taking photos, but it just still, even though I'm on Instagram, I love Instagram stories. That's my, my thing. Um, and I'll post on my grid every now and then, but I have ideas to share and to have a platform to have full length conversation, share stories, learn from others. Like podcasting was the thing that kind of hit me 
and I was kind of waiting for, and here it came. So we've had a lot of fun. We, we put them on video and audio. So this way we can kind of hit Facebook, YouTube, and the, the uh, iTunes and all the other platforms. Well, I have um, so much to learn from you with that because I'm trying to get my YouTube going as well. I want to do my cooking shows from YouTube and, and on the web because I just, I'm passionate about it and it's very extremely therapeutical and I'm quite good. My niche is gluten and dairy free because my daughters and I, um, well, one has celiac, so she can have gluten and we have allergies to dairy. So it became the Italian mom obsessing over making sure the food doesn't taste like it's missing anything. And I turned that into like 30 kids on pasta Sunday not even asking yeah. where's the cheese, you know? So I think I've had success with that, but well, I'll, I'm going to pick your brains about that another time. I think, um, you know, this is the best way to express ourselves. And if you want people to know who you are, you can actually just turn on your phone and start recording. And it's just as simple as that. I mean, I think I'm more uncomfortable with um, tons of cameras on me and being judged for the editing than I am for looking unedited and just being real. I would rather take that any day. You know, I'll take a bad yeah. day over someone else being in control of edits. Um, so your fiance and you been engaged now since 2018. And I just want to know, how does it feel to be able to, because I do this alone. Well, I have my Ryan, who's incredible, but we're on separate coasts as well. So I can't exactly cuddle afterwards, but we will one day, yeah. right, Ryan? I know he's <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> I think it must be really amazing to just go, hey, let's podcast this. And then just pop up and get started. It, it is. Yeah. It's really nice to have someone that we, we bounce ideas off each other. And, and this way, you know, we can keep the conversation going, have, have different takes and we challenge each other on certain aspects to make sure that we're covering both sides of anything we're talking about. But we just got very lucky that we happen to be interested in the same thing for a living. And, uh, I think as I've, because we've been in a relationship now for 10 years and the thing yeah, that I attribute the same girl you were talking about in Washington, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I chased her for a year and a half. We were friends. And then one night the romance took place and then, uh, <laughs> the rest was history. Um, oh, that's amazing. Well, I've seen your photos together and hopefully I'll meet her one day, even if we do a virtual podcast, um, as I invite myself on your show, I, <laughs> I think no, that, yeah. what whoever you are with is is very lucky to have you. I mean, you're definitely one of my favorite people in the young adult world. Um, I know now you're in your 30s, but still, I'm still older. I'm in my sixth, almost my sixth decade here in this world. 58 years old is, um, you know, you arrive here with full intentions of making sure you're holding on to the right people when you get to a certain place in your life. And I think I'm surrounded by the right people now. So I'm lucky to say, and I'm happy that you found somebody that can really, you know, be with you and appreciate the fact that there's not many people out there that do find their person um, or they just don't know how to look for them. So you guys were very lucky to be in the same industry as well. That's another thing that you know, can be a damper on relationships. So um, when you're you're recording video, do you find it's a little more debate 
driven when you're when you have a little camera on you? Do you think that they're just as heated or just as um, debatable when you're just podcasting by um, audio? Which well, is better, for, I should say. For I mean, it, it's it's kind of whatever whatever the person prefers. The reason that I like doing the video with the audio is that we're already putting in the work to do the audio. And if you have it on video, you can then have clips for YouTube, YouTube stories, or YouTube, um, and then Instagram, Instagram stories, and Facebook. So we basically can take a 45-minute podcast, and then we can distribute that 45 minutes of content into like 20 different pieces of content to reach people on a, on a lot of different platforms. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I like that the viewers can also, they can stay connected with you and see you as well as hear you. And they don't feel like they're not a part of it, like genuinely a part of it. The thing I like about audio the best is I know when my listeners are driving, like a lot of people tell me yep. they just put me in and they, they leave me on all the episodes so they can get caught up. And I like that. It would concern me if it was was video and not just audio too. So putting it on all the platforms is brilliant. And it's one job that way you've filmed it and you're able to distribute it, like you said, everywhere. And I love that. So where can people find you at on the YouTube? Yeah. Uh, if you go to, if you type in Freddie and Alyssa or the Freddie and Alyssa show on YouTube, you'll be able to find our podcast on there um, or on Facebook if you're more native to Facebook. And we're on all the audio platforms as well if people prefer to um, listen. So we, we just, um, are, are, you, are you aware of uh, who Gary Vaynerchuk is? I'm sure you've seen him on social by now, huh? Or 100%, no? yes. Yeah, he, he's a Jersey guy, um, and he um, one of the biggest. Uh, I take many takeaways from him, but one thing he says it's it's great to not create friction with your audience. That if somebody is native to Facebook, give them the content on Facebook instead of trying to get them to switch their behavior oh. to do something else. So I just so it's more work, but I'm 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 looking at it going. You know what? He's right, and so you're, you're pulling views in many different ways. But I I'm looking at it collectively. That of, you know, how many people know the Freddie and Alyssa show. And, and I'm look, I'm doing more branding now thinking in the future that in five years, um, you know, how many people can we get, you know, to know who we are and, and to stick around and, 
and, and we utilizing do a lot of- all those platforms at the same time is brilliant. That was exactly my approach, but not knowing really how to do that. And then luckily, you know, I met Ryan and he's, he's the other half of this. So it's, it's coming, you know, everything's coming. Yeah. I really well, see the vision that you're talking about because it's exactly where I've wanted to be as well. And um, you, and you're in a position to have someone like Ryan, you know, for us, you know, we, um, you know, we're doing everything our, ourselves, which is forcing us to learn, which I actually like. But if we had, um, you know, the budget, I would love a producer and editor, and we're going to do that in the future so that we can even do more. Um, but it, I enjoy the learning process of it because we are forced to do it right now. And I'm like, you know what, now I can learn and help people. And I would absolutely love to share that with you. It's, it's my biggest passion. I, it's, it's what we do full time now. And I'm just, through the, through the roof excited and, and we shoot vlogs and we shoot, you know, just everything. We just create content and we've been kind of setting this up for two years because I kept seeing, um, all the people on the show that I work with days of our lives. I was like, I'm on borrowed time. I was like, it's only a matter of time before they send me to Paris or they kill me or an evil <laughs> twin comes in or the recast. And so we were preparing because I've seen too many actors, my friends who are crushing it, making tons of money. And then they have a three-year slump and then they're living with four roommates again. And I said, I've worked too hard. And um, you're being and, smart and diligent. Yeah, and I, I needed an extra. Yeah, I needed an extra. I needed extra streams of income. I couldn't rely just on acting. So I was using the money I was earning from my my day job of Days of Our Lives. And I was, you know, investing it, building other businesses, and then focusing 100% on content. Because I knew one day we were going to move to Florida and I didn't want to have to rely on local acting or to get, you know, a corporate job. I said, what can I do to work from home? So we have a few businesses that so we run smart. and we're very blessed to be able just to work from home, especially in these days. And so it was kind of like in the works for a few years. And now we're just all in on this content train, if you, if you will. It's so funny. Ryan would have to agree. Like that's all I've been focusing on trying to lead to is get it to the branding portion of it. So people can actually be in totally engaged with me using the same exact things that I use if I were to do my cooking webinar. You know, they could in advance have all the ingredients in every pan and pot that I use because this is my brand. This is what I use to cook. So come along and do the same thing with me. And it's just absolutely um, imperative, I think, to keep people engaged is to make sure that you open yourself all the way up to them. As reality has taught me, you open the door wide enough, they'll come in. They really will. Oh, yeah. But oh yeah, reality know, is so amazing. To anything because that's a that's a that's a, that's a wild card. Reality, <laughs> it really is. You but know, it, but when, when it's hard to so edit, it's kind of a lot easier. I can't lie. This has been delightful by comparison. Yeah, I, I feel though, I mean, I'm curious to get your take on that. What, you know, I, I feel, you know, being in re, in a reality show, I, in 2006 or seven, if you, if you wanted to be an actor, people would say, do not do reality because yeah. it will hurt your career. Here I was we are on all my children early in my, early on. Um, I've been a part of the, you know, acting in the industry for, it's, it's the only thing I've ever done, really to note a notable thing I've ever done. And, you know, everything from ballet, Nutcracker Suite, um, just a small part, Sugar Pone Fairy, don't get too excited about it. I was nine years <laughs> old, you know, and I could smell the theater and I loved it. And I just loved the reaction and I could hear people. Even though you say, say you can't, you can if you really tune out everything else. 
and you just get into the the character that you're in and you feel where you're at in the moment that you're there, you can hear someone gasp or you can hear someone, you know, take a pause because it's silent otherwise. And I have to tell you, that's when I, I knew I would never do anything else. And then I modeled in the 80s and then went to all my children and all these other shows as like day players and reoccurring players. Um, and all my children was reoccurring. And um, it was like the one thing that they would always tell us when I go to the work seminars, like the acting studios and, you know, running lines and, and um, mirroring techniques. And, do, and this is what we did all the time. You can agree. This is, this is what you do when you're not on a set or you're not going to an audition, you're sharpening your instruments and you're working with other actors in the industry. And it was fun. It's what kept me going, but no one in the world would have believed that I would become this way, get to the platform the way I did. Um, and I was asked, I didn't pursue this. It's funny. I, I said that I said all the auditions I've gone on and I've gotten some nice roles, but nothing that really set me where I set the bar high. You know, I was, I was still at that first pace or the second pace, the second level. And then reality kept chasing me down. And it was before reality was what it is now. And, you know, it was 2006 when they started after us for the first seasons. Oh yeah. And 2007 we were filming 2008 and 9 is when all the seasons of The Housewives started. Orange County was up for one year. So I looked at Survivor like I could do Survivor. I could be on Survivor Island. That's fine. I could do that as long as people are nice. Who would know that it would be what it is today? So you were yeah. right when you said that. I haven't acted much since, you know. <laughs> you know, well, I, I would like to, but I've been asked to play me. But um, yeah, mainly, well, I don't know. You don't get those roles like I could sink my teeth into, and I still do love the theater. I love I, the do, arts. Do, do you feel that? I, I just feel like the shift has happened so much, though, that like today, I would much rather, unless it was going to be, you know, like a dream prime, t you know, if it was going to be something like major, I would much rather, probably nine times out of ten, I would take a reality show on lifestyle. Um, like lifestyle, a lifestyle, yes. 100% lifestyle. I mean, that is the dream role is lifestyle because it does allow you to be seen for not your character and believe it or not, even though we have our names, the editing does commit to a certain character for each one of us. And they keep yeah. that character, they protect that character and they don't want anyone to know the secret that that's not really you. So getting out of that perception, so to say, is is the part that's probably the most difficult, but yes, reality in lifestyle is dreamy. I love those shows. Give me like um, Queer Eye. The, the second round of it is amazing too, even though I know all the original cast and I'm, I'm proud to say they were always my favorite show anyway. Who would, who would even think that reality would take this turn? But Having a lifestyle reality show, I see a lot of people doing that. You should do that with your wife, actually. Well, funny enough, we 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 pitched. Um, you know, we we kind of we're kind of running up to the um, to the to the to the buzzer now. But we we pitched a show called Becoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith because we thought it would be super interesting to watch us as 
a Hollywood love story that has made it through our trials and tribulations, but also trying to plan a wedding after of our 10 year anniversary during a global pandemic. And we were like, I just felt like that could have been a cool, like eight episode, um, you know, lifestyle reality show. And we had some good feedback, but, um, no one pulled the trigger, which is I'd be fine. curious to know your, the networks that you went to. And if you don't want to share here, we could definitely do that privately because one thing I do know are the networks. I know people at the network. So I would be curious to know which one you felt was most suitable for the show you'd want to be on because yeah. the network it really does tell the story the way you want to tell it. It's up to the network. It's up to the network. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll email you. Um, yeah. Um, I would love to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, and on that note, it is important that, you know, if anyone is listening, that's considering, you know, doing reality TV and you wouldn't know how to get there, just watch the network that you love the most and see what it is that they're doing. And that's what they're going to want. And if you're able to do that and you're willing to do that, then that's your network. Am I wrong, Freddie? No, I think that, I think that's, that's totally right. Cause we, you know, we, we were looking for the, um, for the launch pad of the exposure, you know, because we have such the foundation built with our platforms that if we could get exposure of a million people, 500,000 people, 2 million people, and even convert two, 300,000 of those people over to follow us on our other platforms, that's the beautiful thing about reality these days. You 100%. Know, you're, you're getting so much exposure and then people, I mean, there, there are people who are making, a million a year who were on a dating reality show on Netflix, they start a podcast, but they got 3 million people following them. Mm -hmm. So they're instantly, you know, it's just like a fast track. Um, so that's always really interesting to us, but we're kind of coming up to the buzzer cause we want to get married soon. So I don't even know if we could do that anymore. It seemed more, um, feasible like, a uh, six months ago, but, um, but I'd still just be interested in seeing, you know, I wouldn't count it out. You, you and I are going to talk about that. Maybe, maybe, Danielle can help you. We'll see. Huh. All right. I, I All might right. Know well, look at that. that. You'd be surprised might be interested. And in, you know what? What's the worst thing they say? No, I'm not interested. I'm okay yeah. with no, but I'm not okay with not asking. So we'll talk about that. this. And I'll okay, help. cool. I love okay? that. Thank we'll you. help each yeah. other. That's what we're here for. You exactly. Know? I just want all the listeners to know, like, this is my friend. If you're just tuning in with us, my friend, Freddie Smith. Um, he is originally one of the people that I went to Washington, actually met in Washington when we were doing the anti-bullying campaigns and the stop bullying campaigns. So we are talking about doing something virtually and he's engaged. And so anyone that wants to show support, start writing in, make your comments and definitely follow Freddie and get on to his social sites so you can listen to him anywhere he wants. He's providing it for you everywhere. So every platform has Freddie and Elisa, right? Is it Elisa or Alyssa? Alyssa. 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 Freddie and Alyssa. So follow their story because there's more to come on that. And, um, I just find it to be really interesting that when I'm doing podcasting, when I take those moments and I speak to my listeners, they personally will look you up and they will start following you and they will start asking you questions and they'll start being very entertained by the fact that they're learning who my real friends are and the people that I've met as a result of maybe being on television and some of them I knew before TV. And do you find in your in your life that the people that you knew before 
um, let's say moving away and becoming, you know, known for your role on days and your work now or getting engaged, do you find that they are still a huge presence in your life? Um, I mean, you're not, you're in your thirties now, right? Early thirties. Yeah. Yeah. 32 year. I think you're going to find people will taper off and understandably, and sometimes you don't understand why, but it will present itself. But do you find that since your presence um, in the public eye, um, people have wavered and maybe melted off the radar or are you standing firm with all the people that you've collected along the way? Pretty much. I, I feel that's, that's a really great question. I, I feel um, that the people I grew up with prior uh, to, you know, becoming an actor and everything. I think the only distance we're having is based on that. We, you know, have been apart for 15 years, only seeing each other once a year. And, you know, now we're each living our own lives, but the love and the trust is still there. So when I'm we were looking with you on that one, 100%, I understand that one. And I'm much older, but still it's the same thing. Those people I knew before and growing up with, I could call them after five minutes or five years. It's going to be the same answer. And we're going to talk like we just spoke five minutes ago, even if it's five years. So there's there's those, there's those friends. And then there is what I call the transitional friends, which are meaning you're growing into who you're becoming as an adult in your new life in where you're living, maybe a new area altogether, maybe not. Even if you live in the same area and you start to morph into what your life is going to look like and it molds and you're starting to be around different groups of people, some of the old groups of people start to taper off. Those were just your acquaintances. But the transitional stage, which is the the stage is probably in your 30s, your late 20s, maybe early 30s to, to your 40s even. You're going to collect a lot of, you know, mutual benef- mutual relationships that are maybe you, some of them your fiancés and some of them come along. Well, you're together for 10 years, so you two are like married, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So it's the same thing. But do you do you think in the next stage, which will be, okay, we know exactly who's coming over on Sunday. We know who we could call if they don't live in the area that would want to know what we're doing and be happy for us. Do you have a good feeling on who those people would be in the future? I, I, I do. Yeah, we, we've, um, you know, and I, and I think a lot of it has has to do with with um, with success. But I think a lot of the the transition ha- has to do with where people grow. I think mm-hmm. some people stay at the same level. Mm-hmm. I think some people uh, grow in different directions. One hundred percent. Number one happened- and two. Yep. Yeah, it happened to both people. Like there were some people that we were all struggling actors together. We were all best friends, no money, but man, were we having a great time in Hollywood. And then, you know, someone starts booking or other people don't start booking. And then a little jealousy comes in. And then there's a little of that. But overall, you know, we just really got into personal development. We really got into bettering ourselves and getting into business. And I went from this young punk partier Hollywood actor kid to more of a business entrepreneur slash artist, um, and kind of combined those. So a lot of the staying out late and partying and doing dumb shit like we used to kind of faded. And I slowly grew into a young adult or adult or a man, however you want to call it. And I'm very focused on my goals and, um, almost not too much to me, but, um, 
to a lot of people in my life. I think if anything, you know, it's, it's really hard for me to share what it is that we do. And I have felt some distance from friends and family of like, so wait, you do things private. They take offense to that. Correct. Uh, one more time. I'm sorry. If I keep not able to share the details about something, they might be offended rather than, you know, truly understanding that it's, it's not that you don't want to, it's that you can't, you just can't, it's not fully evolved yet. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's, it's a little, I, I think for me, it's, it's maybe just the, um, just that it's, we just lived like the craziest life, you know, when it comes to, you know, what's it like being an actor or what is it creating content or running an e-commerce business? And I just think it's, it's different. And, um, you know, it's kind of nerdy, you know, I'm, I'm like this numbers guy and it just gets really but it's nerdy. It's a hot nerdy thing. It's a really but hot it, nerdy thing. And I like a good nerd. So. Yeah. So it does. So I, think, I think it's just the, it's just the relating, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, I have really big dreams and, and, you know, I put work first and we, we play very little now. And so I think that's the only disconnect, but I do feel like people who are in my actual inner circle those are the people who understand me, but the people who were kind of lingering in this transitional period, those are the ones that kind of just didn't those understand. Are the ones what that we kind of doing. call you the minute they see something in the news or something like that. Is that? Do you have those? Yeah, kinds of it's it's an array of everything. Lighting up Instagram and you're on all these pages and you're not even aware of it at the time. But I find it ironic that the same group of people will start hitting me up like one after the other in the same day, within 10 minutes of one another, I'm like, what just got released? What's online? I don't even know. Let me look before I answer them because it's usually with the like checking the temperature, you know, Hey, what's going on, girl? Haven't heard from you in a while. Well, and it's, and it's all love, you know, like I have no, um, it is, but I, I don't even think they're aware of it, Freddie. I don't. And they're still friends, but they can't truly be, like a part of you, maybe even getting into a relationship. If you were single when you met um, Alisa and now, you know, you two were together for 10 years, some people I'm sure were, were thinking that you would be the single guy all those years. Like it would never affect them. There's always that one or two in the crowd that stays single and they need yeah. someone to be single with them. Um and that I think changes perspective as well. Like if there was ever a time when you were out alone, I find people interestingly kind of come in and they, you know, an, like an old guy friend of yours, maybe, and maybe a girlfriend of mine, I might run into her. And then we start hanging out and I realize 
the poor thing is just really still just looking for the love of her life. You know, she's, she's alone. She's lonely. And, and I know what that feels like. I mean, I, but I have my children, you know, I got to raise them by myself. I have the loves of my life and I know there's more love to give in my life and more to get. But I, I think some people stay stuck in their twenties. I guess the best analogy is, you know, when they, you get that varsity jacket and you go home for your, you know, maybe high school reunion or maybe go to a college reunion, that person's still wearing that jacket. They're stuck winning that football game on that Friday night. You know, <laughs> they're, they're stuck yeah. there. And, and I think that we all have that. Do you experience that when you say oh, go home to um, visit your hometown? Like these people I- want you to be like a little more like they remember. I'm, I'm very, very, very fortunate. My, my whole, the, the only, the, the, I'm relating to you in these stories in the people that have come and gone in my life that I met in LA, but the people that I am just so blessed in me and Alyssa's families and our, and our friends have really come along on this journey and, and we're all really tight, but I've experienced a lot of the stories that you're sharing of people in Hollywood, just with different, um, Oops, am I echoing? Um, a little bit, but I, that leads to the question, though. I know what you're about to say about you know the people in Hollywood, but you know, is it different that you're a couple going through it rather than if you were single going through it? Yes, I think if I were if I were single, it would have been much different. I think having my partner and having our little bubble and our life and our goals has allowed me to kind of be a little antisocial. Not that I want to, but what has really changed with me is just, I, I spend, you know, my time doing things that I want to do. And, and, and there's just certain people in my life and I, and I, it's really hard to actually get over this. It's, it's something I struggle with, but I can't have, um, 20 best friends that I see or talk to all the time. Um, it's just not no. fair to your, to your creative, to things that you want to do. And, and I've set myself up in a life where I was blessed to have met so many great people. But as you grow and move through life, you, you don't have enough time for yourself or your business or your goals. If you have to appease 20, 30 people, and unfortunately people just grow and you kind of pause relationships and pick them back up later. So I'm kind of always ebbing and flowing with that. And Danielle, you're going to think this is crazy. This is how crazy I got with this. No, um, I won't. <laughs> I've, changed, I've changed my number three times. In this past time, I gave my number to nobody. There's only six people who have my phone number. Some I of my have best it. Friends <laughs> and every, some of my best friends and uh, colleagues, we all talk through Instagram. But my cell phone and getting a text or a call in 2020 almost feels the same as if someone were to come knock on your door unannounced. And I love having just this complete control over my time each day. And I love all my friends, all my family. I, I make time when, when, oh, when things are important, but I protect my time first because I'm on a mission of things I want to accomplish. I need to take care of myself and Alyssa and our career and our future family. And everyone has understood. And that's because they're true friends and they get it. And we respect each other's time. And that's where I'm at right now is who's positive. Freddie, who's you, need to do, you and Alyssa need to do a webinar on this. I, you just, you just did your show pitch, my friend. You just did your show pitch. You taking your time and being like locked down into the things that you desire. You can apply that also as to what you're going to do in your future with your wife and with your family. 
that's amazing that you were able to do that at such a young age and take that kind of responsibility knowing you're knowing what you want. There is nothing wrong with that at all. And you've applied it. Most people can't get there. I feel bad. I felt so bad if I had done that. It took me years to learn. I'm still learning what you just said to be true and applied and to be able to apply it. It's not that I don't know I shouldn't do it. It's just I haven't been selfish enough with myself. And I have arrived to the point where if it sounds bad to say selfish, I do apologize if I offend anyone. But you need to be selfish, people. You need to be selfish with yourself. We are selfless all the time just by waking up and taking care of our family and our loved ones, let alone committing yourself to all those phone calls and getting all that drama and other people's energy. Shut down. I love to shut down so much so that I, I got this meditation app unplug and I literally unplug everything and it just takes moments, but it teaches you what you already know. It's a presence and respect for yourself. You, you have to, in a, in a day of social media, you know, I, I, I am so inundated with love and yes, of course there's hate, but just inundated with energy from the world. We're so connected that you have this, this, this feeling of fulfillment of, of people. So when you do have time alone, when you are unplugged, you want that for yourself. And it's, it's been, it's been a painful transition, but you know, I, I just really had to learn what to do. And, and if you've ever read, what book was it in? I know it was, it was said by Ryan Holiday. He has this great article that he says how he's become successful is because he developed something called calendar anorexia. And essentially he tries to have as little as possible on his calendar because it just stresses you out or, or you end up looking at your, your, your entire schedule going, why did I agree to all of this? What happened to my time? And I need to be doing wow. what I need to be doing. And I realized that in that moment, this was a couple of years ago, I was like, I am a creator more than I am a manager. And instead of managing my time and having a, a managing kind of life where I'm managing all these different people or doing all these different things, I'm like, I'm a creator. I need huge blocks of space with no interruption to create content, to, to learn, to read, to grow. And that is just, that's the thing that I've told myself because I know I'm a book. I'm telling you, this is everything that you're saying is what I've had a difficult time doing. And you need to do it for not just people like myself who are, you know, mothers and, and haven't really had that time of my age. You need to do it for the, the young adults like your age and my children's age. So they can learn that in advance of being able to take care of other people because there is nothing about what you just said that didn't impact me. It's true. It's so true. Being able to be creative, I wish I could shut down. And and I need to teach myself how to do that. You need to do something with that, my friend. You truly do. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're we're working it all out. You know, that that's that's, you know, kind of the nucleus of our of our podcast and our content is just really working all this stuff out in a positive way. And, you know, we, we definitely have a, a lot of projects on, on the works and we're just making sure that we're hundred percent ready to do it right. And, um, so we're, we're taking steps and, and just hearing that from you, I, I just appreciate that so much. Thank you. I mean, you know, oh, we're working hard and I, I appreciate well. saying that. I acknowledge that. I mean, this is what I really want to pre represent, um, 
here on my platform is just, and I want to help people to the next level, not that you were asking for it or needed. I'm just saying for some reason, people find me interesting. And for whatever reason they tune in, I'm happy when they do. And I hear from them and I love that they communicate with the people and my, my guests that come on my podcast. And I hope and pray that all of you that are listening today, spread the word, tell 10 people about Freddie and Elisa and make sure that their page is blowing up with love so they can keep doing what they're doing um, while they're gaining popularity in a negative world, making it positive instead. Let's just put a positive spin on everything because the more people that change their energy to positive vibration, the higher we will all vibrate together. We can all do this uh, together instead of against one another. And I think that's what you're trying to do. If I, if I may say so. Oh, here. wow. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's perfectly, yeah, that's exactly what, what we, uh, what we inspire to do. You know, we always say our whole motto is that we want to entertain, inspire, and educate. Those are kind of the three pillars. And sometimes we hit all three, sometimes we hit just one or two, but that's kind of our goal. Each and every podcast and piece of content is how do we educate, entertain, and inspire people, uh, through our life experiences. And, um, I've just found a lot more happiness, a lot more fulfillment in my life by practicing gratitude, um, getting my ego in check and, um, and just, you know, just sharing love. And some people aren't meant to be in your life and that's okay. I wish everyone well, you know, I, I, I just, um, I have trouble letting go sometimes because I just feel like I, worked so hard or I might've put so much time of my own into that relationship. But now I've gotten to a place where I realize I would have done that anyway, whether the relationship came to a halt or sort of tapered off. And I'm talking about friendships. Um, In the end, I would still put my whole heart and soul into it. So I need to let people go out of my life. And it's not that I'm holding on to them physically. It's just mentally and emotionally I hold on to them and the memories. But instead of making it bad memories and sad memories, I'm turning it into, wow, that was a lot of fun. And if I didn't know her, I wouldn't have been able to have that you know, that experience with anybody else. We trusted each other so much. And what a beautiful thing to be able to let it go and be at peace just like it is, just like it is. And that's an evolution of of sorts and being able to invite something else into your life at the same time. If you don't make room, you're going to miss the things that are entering if you're watching the exit, you know? You, you kind of have to, you have to kind of move on. And, uh, you know, there was a great analogy about, a about a captain of some sort. I forget what it was, but there was, uh, there's an analogy about burning ships and essentially, um, that's what we did in, in California, not burning bridges, but burning ships where essentially, um, the sailor came with about a couple hundred soldiers and they stormed the beach and there were thousands of, of people they had to battle. And the captain burned the ships so that his little group of soldiers knew there was no going back and they had to fight to win. But if you leave those ships there, then people will think, oh, I need to retreat. And that's how I've like really wow. thought of my life where I said, I can't just hold on to things for security. I need to 
learn from my past. I got to let everything go and I need to go, okay, now I learned this. I'm going to apply it to my future. And that's what I did even with um, leaving Los Angeles. Once the show let me go after nine years and then the pandemic hit, it was time to burn those ships. Not that I burned the bridge. Like I said, I'm, I could still always go back to the show, make guest appearances and all that. And then there was no bad blood. I love them. I'll always be a part of the Days of Our family. But I had to leave California to open a door for something else for me to happen. And I already feel the energy shift by letting that por portion of my life go and starting this new chapter. I'm just laser focused on what I'm doing. And I'm really happy we rescheduled this podcast because I was in such a crazy time a month ago getting ready to move. And I'm so like settled and stable. And I feel like I was really able to sit and chat with you today. Oh, so I'm really glad too. we moved it to the end of October here. And so am I. Um, I was about to say, I just really, I can't wait to see what your momentum is going to lead you to. And, uh, in, in the near future and then in the distant future and also our talks together will will fill people in and update them if if something comes to be of it because I am so proud of you and I would love I wish that I could talk to you all night I truly could but um I would love to invite you back um to to be with us again and I've just enjoyed our time here together today and catching yeah. up with you this way and just so everyone knows we really haven't had a a long conversation at all other than a few text messages over the years but we stayed in touch when things bad would happen we'd check on each other if the area we were living in and that's the kind of friendship we have so you all got caught up with myself and my friend freddie smith and what's going on in his life here today right in front of you this is it's happening in the now so it's current and i would really love to have you back so we can keep up with yes. what I would love to. Yeah. And if you want to chat, I would love to share a lot of, um, of those content creation and YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff kind of questions. It's, it's one of my favorite things to chat about. So, um, oh, but I'm open I'm to whatever kind of conversation I just love that. talking and chatting with you and appreciate all the kind words uh, that you had for me today. And, and yeah, uh, it's been lovely yeah. catching up and, and please tell Ryan or Ryan's probably listening. Thank you, Ryan, for everything. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to hop on this podcast. Thank you so much, Freddie. Would you mind one more time just telling um, our listeners where they can find you and your show and your handles? Yeah, on on Instagram, it's fmsmith319, fmsmith319. And then on YouTube, you can just type in the Freddie and Alyssa show or Freddie Smith, Alyssa Tabbitt, and you'll be able to find us there on YouTube. And, um, and yeah, uh, thank you again. This has been awesome. Thank you so much again, Freddie. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.